Hey everybody, what's going on? It's Chris Czar, and welcome to the Chris Czar Podcast for Saturday, May 28th, 2022, and I missed you this week. I did it again, and you know what? Not even mad about it, and I'm sure neither are you, but I thought you'd like to know that I missed you. Uh, there's a little brother. Hey, brother. There's a new piece that I'm working on called Hey Little Brother, working title. And it might also be called uh, Young Man. And that project is inspired by a, a fellow who's not my actual blood brother, but somebody who, you know, spiritually, man, <laughs> we're like twin flames bro yeah it's it's one of those things um i love the guy we got a really good friendship and i'm house sitting at his plates and taking care of his plants <laughs> uh while he's away for the weekend and what could he be away for well it's memorial day weekend folks you know what that means lightning in a bottle whoop, whoop. yes sir lightning in a bottle if you haven't heard of it is one of the premier festivals, it's a festival that has some soul to it. It's got just the right amount of commercial success for it to be popping and just enough heart for it to be gritty. It's a, it's a true camping festival. And, you know, not that tents make a difference, but you're not going to have, uh, what do we say, cunts. <laughs> for some reason cunts don't sleep in tents so if you ever need to get away from cunts go sleep in a tent um that project though young man it uh it's almost like a, a letter to him and as a fellow who is going to be turning 30 next year uh, i thought it would be a, a good time to share some sentiments not because I have anything super important to say, but I know that there is a benefit to knowing what a perspective is like from someone who's five years beyond you. Like, like specifically five years, that seems so something that you can achieve. Something that you can also learn from. So if there are mistakes that I've made, like, hey, let me make those mistakes for you. <laughs> and if you're wondering, what happens if I fill in the blank? Uh, I can tell you. Like, <laughs> here's a good one. Uh, what happens if I talk shit? <laughs> well, you might be kicking over some beehives. And that's not a great way to collect honey, you know. So if you are looking to have a presence which is suave, smooth, affable, right? If you don't want any antagonist value to you, then perhaps don't do that. Or perhaps change the way that you do it. Make people laugh <laughs> instead of just talking shit. Say it in a funny way. <laughs> Sorry, the shit you're talking might make uh, some sense. Um, and 
there's inspiration that doesn't just come from me, but sources that I found. And so in that piece, talked a little bit about uh, The Prophet, right, by Khalil Gibran. Gibran. <laughs> and for the fellows who have read that book, for the people out there who have read that book, it's poetry and proverbs. I don't know too many written pieces that hit the way that that book does, but there's plenty of moments that impact me in a profound way. And it was really cool house sitting at my little brother Jimmy <laughs> at his place and finding that book on his nightstand. Another book that I found here is a has some highlights in it. Uh, there's a part that's highlighted that says uh, Sigmund Freud said that everything you and I do springs from two motives, the sex urge and the desire to be great. Dr. John Dewey, one of America's most profound philosophers, allegedly, <laughs> phrased it differently. Uh, so, you know, in case you're not into the whole European bloc style of philosophy, there's an American one which said that the deepest urge in a human nature is the desire to be important. The desire to be important is significant. And you are going to hear a lot about it in this book. What's the name of the book? Well, let me share with you just a couple more things. What do you want? Some of the things that most people want to include are health and the preservation of life, that's highlighted. Food, that's highlighted. Sexual gratification, that's highlighted. A feeling of importance, that is highlighted. The four things that are not highlighted are sleep. Because <laughs> fuck sleep, right? <laughs> I can sleep when I'm dead, says every pledge ever. And uh, also not highlighted is money and the things money will buy. Which tells me this person is not an adult. <laughs> Money's so fucking important. I'm just fucking around. Um, life in the hereafter. So <laughs> this guy's like, okay. And uh, I say it's a guy because the other thing that's not highlighted is the well-being of our children. So <laughs> if I had to guess, this is probably a young buck, a young fella, a young guy, most likely, who highlighted health, food, sex, and feeling important. <laughs> if that doesn't sum up a fella... If that doesn't sum up masculinity, then I don't know what the patriarchy is. Plowing ahead here. <laughs> the deepest principle in human nature is the craving to be appreciated. He didn't speak, mind you, of the wish or desire or the longing to be appreciated. He said the craving, he being William James. That's the same fellow who is a forefather of American psychology. So you put all these things together, young man. And I'm here to tell you, with the exit sign for 30. Here are your 30s coming up. Here's some stuff that you may ought to know. First, let me give you my bias. Because I think that's important, right? Like, what sort of biases do people work with? And that'll often frame the mindset that people have, 
the attitudes that people have, the philosophies that people have about what human nature is like and, and how to navigate the life. So my biases are, for starters, I live in San Diego. And that's a hell of a bias in that it's a port town. There are people from all over the world who will be here at any given time. And yet, somehow, I'm not scared when I park my car. I'm not scared that a window is going to get smashed. That my shit's going to be taken. I'm not walking around with a... Uh, what do you want, motherfucker? <laughs> vibe about me just to defend myself. There's kind eyes and smiles that greet you as you generally walk the neighborhoods. It could be the beach neighborhood. It could be the city neighborhood. It could be the suburb neighborhood. At least until you get to East County. <laughs> you get to East County, like, what you want? <laughs> <laughs> you're not from around here are you <laughs> get real suspicious and cowboy all of a sudden you're like what the fuck <laughs> y'all want to be texas out here don't you you want to be texas so bad <laughs> at your rodeo f-150s you drink coors light <laughs> you'd really love to meet sam elliott someday that type of guy and I have a, a little bit of, of all of that in me. On top of that, in my 20s, I have a little bit of a genetic lottery. Enough so that on more than one occasion, I've been catcalled and nicknamed Thor. And legend has it, I have the hammer to match. <laughs> there's also a little bit of fortune in having some eq as well what i became interested in was the human phenomenon empathy compassion pragmatism with a, a dose of optimism as in with an aim to have things be optimal because it is achievable, and there's a belief in that. Is it naive? Uh, maybe. <laughs> like There's a scene in the last episode of season two of Rick and Morty. Where, oh yeah, fucking Rick and Morty. <laughs> but there's a scene where young Morty, spoiler alert, has something happen to him, because I'm not going to spoil it to you, which eventually makes a version of Morty that's 26 years old. <laughs> and the fucking caricature that this cartoon had was suddenly Morty was like more than six feet tall, slender, had a full head of like thick hair. <laughs> Didn't look nerdy, looked handsome, right? <laughs> With the general optimism that the future is going to be great and his dying words... Because 
this Morty doesn't live that long. His dying words are, did I make an influence? Fuck me, bro. <laughs> like I feel personally attacked. Because that's me, man. That's, And that's uh, maybe a, quite a decent amount of fellas in this generation, which I'll continue to stand by as Generation Y. A forgotten generation, maybe not. They were just, they just fucking, they just call millennials, man. We went from Generation X to Generation Z, and in between we got millennials. <laughs> no, you motherfucker. There were some of us who really enjoyed Generation Y. One of them, by the way, was Elite Daily until they fucking sold out. God damn you, Elite Daily. You motherfuckers, you were my favorite thing that popped up on my Facebook. You actually had great news. And then you just started feeding the shit. And they, I would really, we got fucking, I don't know, did you guys get shareholders? Why did, <laughs> just turn into clickbait nonsense. But that's what Generation Y became when they turned millennials. <laughs> Avocado toast eating nonsense. You know what I'm saying? And what I mean by Generation Y is a segment of people that had childhoods without smartphones and would come home when the lights turned on. We were mostly outside away from the home, away from our family. And our parents wanted us out there, by the way. Like, go outside. (laughs) We had go outside parents. We were the last of those. See? And that's at a a really young age, right? Because... It was almost like the growth cycle, like the inception of a world that got changed with the internet, we'll say, like the internet period, where emails were not a foreign thing, where Ask Jeeves (laughs) is the search engine you use before Google. Like if you know that, then you know how the internet grew and you grew up with the internet and the internet grew up with you. And then all these powers started to develop and the world changed. And there were some things that happened as the world changed, which wasn't just the internet, but it was also the birth of, we'll use the phrase, terrorism. And what that did to the world. I'm not saying that there's like a big conspiracy behind all that, at least not in this episode. (laughs) But what I am saying is there are some things which might be optimal to conserve to ensure that uh, there's life to this. And one of the things that I would love to promote is the general optimism and confidence that the 90s had. A little bit, like imagination, creativity, And it's not that it stopped. I mean, I just brought up Rick and Morty, right? Uh, What anime has done since then has been undeniably fantastic. So, you fucking, the 90s were the best it's ever going to be. It's the best it's ever been. I'm not not that motherfucker. (laughs) But the headspace. And I don't know, maybe, like, I was a kid. Also, the media at the time was very filtered 
you had to rely on the press. People were reading newspapers. You had to look shut. You had to look shit up in libraries. So people were probably bullshitting all the time. They just didn't know the truth, right? Like there was a war going on in the Middle East already. The Desert War. <laughs> George Bush Senior. <laughs> that fella's war. That happened. That was going on. So it wasn't like war wasn't happening. It was just war at that time had a an enemy instead of an abstract figure. Terrorism. There was a legitimate concrete, let's use the word concrete, concrete opponent that the face-off was with. And some people would be like, well, what about the fucking the Cold War and communism? It's like, yeah, you know, that's probably where terrorism came from. <laughs> the same <laughs> the same think tank groups. And I, you know, I'm probably going to be put on a list for suggesting all of this, but I could conceive of factions of power, factions of influence, which have seen things develop in history, and they're like, oh, well, that's a that's a page in the playbook. Let's let's try it. See if it works. For people who are history buffs, there's the McCarthyism. For people who are that 70s shows fan, just think of red. <laughs> Commies and dumbasses, right? <laughs> and also, allegedly, that was the big campaign with the war on drugs. Not necessarily that the war ought to be waged on drugs that were dangerous to people, clearly. Because assessing these things and the way that they're scheduled, it looks like these are prioritized by a mask. Of, yeah, these ones are definitely dangerous. And we'll group these together. And also, this one's not harmful at all, but people who do it really don't like us. They really don't like us. <laughs> they don't like what we're doing with American policy, so let's put those motherfuckers in jail. <laughs> Blacks, hippies, stoners in general, straight to jail. <laughs> and uh, that's not necessarily what happened with the Patriot Act, as it turned out, but, you know, Edward Snowden isn't a well-known name for no reason. So, this is a, a world that I grew up with, this is a world that I grew up in, and yet, the thing which has occupied the most of my bandwidth in my 20s, living as the dude that I am, in the place that I live, all these biases, the thing that occupies my mind the most is, you probably guessed it, sexual fucking gratification. <laughs> well, and I don't know what that's about. <laughs> but I'm here to tell you. On the one hand, there is magic. Fantasies coming to life are just a blessing and a half. So the people that you make that magic with, hell yeah. And it doesn't have to necessarily be with you when your friends have fantasies fulfilled. Hell yeah. <laughs> right? Of course, the preservation of my health. I'm a little bit vain, so it's not just what my numbers are, what my blood work is, but also how I look. 
right? I like looking good for other people and other people sometimes include me. <laughs> you fat fuck. What are those handles on your hips? Doing your reverse warrior over here and you got a little pouch to lean on. What is this? You got, got a little little my pillow back there? Get that fucking thing off of you. That's the kind of stuff that goes through my head. <laughs> right? And, you know, I just... Being admired. That shit's fucking awesome. Like, I feel like the people who are anti-sex are people that you wouldn't really want to have sex with anyway, right? <laughs> like they, they take their clothes off and you're like, ah, geez. I, no wonder you're grumpy. <laughs> Good Lord. I don't know. That's just fucking around, obviously. Kicking beehives because I can't help it. There has been a shift. And the shift comes with some grievance. And, and I share this in this project where the highest magic, we'll call it, isn't in sexual gratification, it seems. Like, it's up there. It's euphoric. It's like a portal to an unreachable universe otherwise. And in the spectrum of the human experience, I feel like, hell yeah, I'm hyped it's here and I feel like people should experience it. There's also something about the cycles. I'm not really sure what it is, but you have on one end of the spectrum, people who have sex in a sacred container. Like, that's the container that they have sex in. It's a sacred one. Like, they fuck at church. <laughs> Just kidding. Um, they do it, like, rarely. And I don't know if they... I don't know why it's on an altar for the folks like that. And I'm also not saying that it's bad. Like, I think it's a sweet fucking aim. Like, if that is a person's disposition then you have so much bandwidth freed up <laughs> you got like elon musk time on your hands <laughs> and if sacred is on one end of the spectrum in between i'll use the word appetite for lack of a better term probably a clumsy way of describing it but you know it's something where you get hungry <laughs> Right, met enough ladies in my life who just they they finished with that was just what I needed. <laughs> in the same way, they're like, "Wow, that meal really hit the spot." <laughs> and fellas, fellas be the same way, right? And I'm sure them's theys they they feel a similar thing. How often does a person gotta eat? I don't know. I don't know. And there's also different ways of having the experience. You know, some people are Adam and Eve experiencers. Some people are Adam and Steve experiencers. Some people are Florence and the Machine. <laughs> that was a, a mixed mash of jokes I've heard in the past and a meme that just came up, by the way. <laughs> God damn, the internet's undefeated. Meme read something like uh, how... 
vibrators are verboten, you know, forbidden. They are acts of Satan. <laughs> Why? Because it's Adam and Eve, not Florence and the Machine. <laughs> when I read that, I just howled. <laughs> yeah, and I swear to, I swear to you, in the in the same week, there was a a woman, a friend of mine, who I'll refer to as uh, Alice the Lesbian. This this lady's on a road trip up the west coast she's in traffic and she posts a picture with her feet up on the dash visibly her legs she's probably wearing a skirt or shorts or something like that and on the dash where the speedometer is there's a vibrator (laughs) killing time in traffic and i'm like hell yeah that's wild that's cool that's wild i can't believe you posted that that's so wild but so fucking cool (laughs) And like, I don't even know, I don't know if it was a bit or a real thing. It doesn't matter either way. It was just, in my eyes, I just thought that was cool. (laughs) Yeah, so we all got different appetites, you know, different preferences, different containers that we have that in. And a shift for me is with an urgency for money. God damn, I'm so hungry for it i guess not just money but like mostly mostly achievement achievement isn't the right word there was a a craving to be what was it appreciated was that the word that was used in this book hmm let me see here oh importance yes the desire to be great yes the craving to be appreciated whatever the intersection is amongst those points it's in there for me it's in there for me as a performer certainly am i a great comic no am i gonna be a great comic yes am i gonna be a world premiere comic question mark i've never been fucking like that blue chip upper echelon in anything not even my looks by the way like i told you earlier i get catcalled by thor i don't think i'm anywhere close i think (laughs) amongst all of the chrises that are out there i am not in a chris evans league i'm not in a chris hemsworth league i might be like chris pratt adjacent (laughs) right uh but You know, I am fucking the Trader Joe's version. (laughs) Not everyone, not Whole Foods. (laughs) TJ's, that's me. You know, casual, cool. Love to be here. Um, Like, can you get everything you need here? No. Hey, can you get good stuff here? Hell yeah. (laughs) You gonna enjoy it? Fuck yeah. Approachable, appreciatable, accessible. (laughs) <laughs> but maybe I'll grow, right? <laughs> yeah, maybe, maybe I'll be in, in every one, every one, one day. Be a, a Gelson's. Nah, I won't be a Gelson's. That's not me. People are like, well, why is this guy talking about supermarkets? Well, wouldn't you want to be like a Target? <laughs> Definitely not a Walmart. Not the Walmart brand of Chris. No. 
the Walmart brand of Chris are the people who call themselves Christopher. <laughs> just fucking around, just fucking around. There's there's great Christophers out there. Christopher Nolan, Christopher Walken. Right. <laughs> Christoph, Christoph Christofferson. <laughs> oh, that's enough. In any case, I've never been that way, even with, with my grades. Right? Like I was on a roll, but I was like 3.5 to 3.7 in my GPA. As an athlete, you know, I got awards. You'd want me on your team. But not a five-star recruit. So as a comedian, I would expect to be something similar. Even as a as a yoga teacher, like I feel like I am elite as a yoga teacher. But I'll use another word, maybe higher than elite, premier. And am I aspiring to be like that level of a comic? I'd like to at least be undeniable, to borrow a phrase that I heard in podcast land, to be undeniable as a comic and undeniable as a performer, as somebody who's thought-provoking. Funny? Ideally, yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm going to rant a little bit, going to tirade a little bit. Hell yeah. Got to make some crass jokes, of course. But let's uh, Let's stir the pot a little bit. Let's provoke some thought. And I, I love doing this. So, young man, uh, keep an eye out for that. And I'll plug it, of course, when, uh, when it gets published and released. Instagram, Christopher Czar, that's me, C-Z-A-R, you know. Look at me talking shit on Christopher and it's in my IG handle. Ha <laughs> ha. Maybe I'm a Walmart motherfucker after all. Okay, that's the podcast. Everybody, thanks for coming through. Um, always look forward to seeing you. Take care. And uh, wherever you can, show some appreciation. Um, condolences to the folks out there for the school shooting, for Memorial Day. And uh, let's be good to each other, all right? Take care. Peace.